This is the VIP Podcast, Virginia in Politics. Let's listen to host Chris Saxman explore the personalities and policies that connect the Commonwealth. The VIP Podcast is brought to you by the VCTA, Broadband Association of Virginia, and Virginia Free. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the VCTA and Virginia Free or our sponsors. This is Chris Saxman back on the VIP podcast brought to you by VCTA, the Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free with our brand new spectacular VIP delegate, Don Scott. Great to have you here. Thank you for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Tell me about your session so far. How's it going? Uh, it's been fun. It's been different. I came in in uh, 20, uh, January 2020 when I was sworn in and we were in the majority for okay. the first time in 20 years or so. Yep. And so now uh, I'm learning uh, to get a taste of... Uh, of the minority. Uh, you, we were talking about baseball earlier and how you have to be humble. <laughs> you learn real quick that uh, your opinion doesn't uh, have the same sway it once had when you're in the minority. Yeah, there's a, I'm sure you've seen the, the video, How a Bill Becomes a Law. Yeah, right. Uh, how, they never say, oh, and be in the majority. Yeah, and be in the majority <laughs> if you even right. want the thing to be heard. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an important thing. You've made a little bit of news this session, a little bit. Uh, more than most, uh, more than um, almost all of the legislators here. Um, you took straight aim at the governor. Uh, why did you decide to do that? Well, it really was um, out of some frustration with the conversations around race, okay. critical race theory, and some other issues. And so I was like, this is, this, this is too divisive. Okay. Uh, and this is not why we're here now. We're here now to do the people's business, to listen to bills, to listen to ideas, debate those ideas, give them vigorous, healthy, sometimes rough, debate, okay. Okay. which is fair, but hopefully we won't continue to use w race and race alone as a wedge issue. And that was my issue okay. uh, with the governor. And we had a, a very respectful, uh, long, longer than I thought at the time, conversation. Let's, if I can and, bring it to a baseball metaphor, um, it's one of those unwritten rules, right? If, if the guy's crowding the plate, you brush him back. Brush him did back. You, did you? Do you think you, you threw a brush back pitch? I, I think I threw a brush. I think I, I threw a brush back pitch. Not only at his attention, but since that time, hopefully it won't happen. Hopefully they won't publish this podcast before. But since that um, conversation that we had, no one's brought that up on the floor. Okay. Uh, prior to that, it was coming up every day, and it just got to the point. That same day was when I said, "Hold on, so request you, the speech." So, so that that broke. Yeah. The, um, the tension. Yeah, I think that broke the tension. And that's what and happens, and that, so what happens in baseball. And the uh, delegate Cliff Hayes was just in here. Mm -hmm. We talked about the, the metaphors of baseball and politics. Mm -hmm. And I think they're, they are. they're all over the place, right? Because right? right. it's a grind. Right. It's every day. Right. Right. And it's, right. it's, it's, it's you versus the other team, but you're still an individual. That's right. You have to perform as an individual, right. part of a team. Right. And then you have to have some sportsmanship. Yeah. That's and some, and that's, that's some unwritten rules. important. But right. in, and in those moments, after you have that event in a game mm -hmm. where you throw a brush back pitch. Mm -hmm. And I've only, as a catcher, I've only called for a couple Big shots. Time. I mean, I've gone mm -hmm. out there and said, you're hitting this guy. Yeah. I don't care what you do. He's going down. <laughs> going you're down. not going to pitch ever again for <laughs> That's me. right. That's right. You know, sometimes just, some things just have to be uh -huh. done. Uh -huh. Is that what drove you to say, this, I have to say something? Right. It was totally spontaneous. Was um, it? Totally spontaneous, right off the roof. Um, okay. I think one of the other members uh, on the other side of the aisle had just given a don't make our children feel bad by teaching this stuff and the divisive stuff. And I was like, hold on, time out. Right, right. And, and that was it. And I think since that time, that's, that, that conversation has moved on. And, and, and we have had that conversation where it should be in some places where policy is discussed. And that's okay. 
We have a but different view on that. But not in the open air of the but, House floor. Where but not on the floor where people are using it just for political points, to score political points okay. and, and to attack people's um, personal views. Okay. Um, and I think that's where we are now. I don't okay. Think we're in this and you, you broke the ice with the governor. Uh, did you break bread afterwards? We have not had the opportunity to break bread. I'm looking I mean, forward. You, he came to your office. He came to my not? office. He came to my office. And how did that conversation go? It was a great conversation. We both have uh, agreed that we would keep that conversation confidential. But okay. we, we spoke 40, 45 minutes. Very candid. Um, conversation. Productive, do you think? Very productive. I think very productive. Uh, if nothing else, you get to hear other people's views. Okay. And if you're a person who has some empathy, you will listen to the other person's views okay. and walk away, maybe with a different perspective, maybe not agreeing, maybe agreeing to disagree on the intent sure. of certain of, of policies and ideas, but you listen. And I think that's what was positive from it. I'm hope, hopeful that over, we have a long way to go with the governor. Uh, I think, you know, as any new person, as I will, I'm new, uh, I still think I'm new and I've been here, you know, this is my third session, well, heck, four, fourth or fifth if you count all these special sessions we've had oh, with, with COVID not, and stuff, but it's my, you know, my third, my third, uh, my fourth session here. Um, but really one of your first ones on the floor with it, with your, with well, your we had, colleagues. Well, we had, we had. so many of the, the specials yeah, well, last we had, year were Yeah, we remote. had, in 2020, we had um, our first, yeah, and then the next two were, were all remote. Right. So I had, you know, one real session uh, where we went through the whole 2020 session. Then 2021, uh, it was remote. And so, yeah, this is my third session. Uh, and now we're, you know, every other one, I guess, hopefully COVID won't come back and I won't miss the next, next one, but, but not to that extent. Let's, let's hope not. Let's hope not. But we have so much going on that, that, that is bigger than some of those, those, I think, wedge issues. I mean, if you look at what we do on the floor every day, you know this. Oh, yeah, I go in the room and... 90% of the stuff that we vote on is uncontested. Right. You right. know what I mean? It's the 10% where we have some differences and that we have to work out, and that's okay. But I think, and I think that's how, you know, we overblow some of our um, differences in this country sure. and in the Commonwealth when mm -hmm. we literally have 90% of the things we agree on. Absolutely. You know but what we, mean? but that doesn't make the, the headlines. That no. doesn't make the Twitter. Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. You know, and, and every time I try to bring people up to that reality, they're kind of like, what are you talking that's about? A, yeah, that's not I fun. would go home to my district and people are like, why do you guys always talk about guns and abortion? I'm like, yeah. we never talk yeah. about guns and yeah. abortion. Yeah. It's like, yeah. to your yeah. point, 90% of the time yeah. we yeah. talk about everything. Yeah. But How do we fix tradition. small stuff? How do we make sure that families can deal with inflation? How can we make sure that Especially if you're not people, on those committees. Exactly, exactly. What committees are you on, Don? I'm on, uh, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm on Commerce and Energy. Okay. I'm on Courts of Justice. I'm on Finance. Uh, so, uh, wow. I got that's some. A, that's a pretty. I got a pretty good uh, lineup. That's a pretty great plate. I enjoy it. Um, learn a lot every day. I'm humbled by the things that you get to learn right. uh, here and get to to meet folks who whose lives are affected by the decisions that we make. Speaking of misconceptions about uh, the session and what you don't talk about, what's another misconception you'd like to tell the audience? Like, look, it really doesn't happen down here, or it does happen here. But what's the what's a reality moment for you to kind of go, yeah, that's what everyone should know about this place. Yeah, I think one of the big, big things that people think is like, oh, well, the lobbyists have this undue influence on people and they do with a lot. Not true. You know, okay. I mean, most of the time your constituents, my constituents mm -hmm. have way more. The people that vote for me, mm -hmm. those are the people I listen to first and foremost. If they have a position and they have a strong position, I will vote against any other interest mm -hmm. because the people for the people that I that sent me here. Right. So the people that I represent, I think people think some people have an out outside uh, undue influence, uh, lobbyists and folks who give money. I think I've been able, I can think I can say this about almost all 100 members um, 
they're, they're, they're more influenced by their constituents, they're more influenced by the community that they right. go back to, that they have to serve, those folks they have to look in the eye every day. So a lot of times they may not even agree with the position, mm -hmm. but they know that their constituents, that's their position, so they're gonna stick with their constituents' position. Now, if it's a matter of honor for them, Sure. They'll go back and explain it to their constituents right. why they voted against it. But for the most part, people do what their communities want them to do for the most part. Yeah, I'll never forget uh, Delegate then Senator Bill Carrico. Mm -hmm. He was a former state trooper. I know exactly. It was. I, I introduced the old bill of his this, this okay. session. Okay. And uh, it was, I said, this is a Republican idea, y'all. And they still, <laughs> they still killed it. But anyway. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's a good one. Trust it was, me. It was an exact. Well, they killed a lot a, of my own bills. Yeah, trust it was me. an exact bill. And it was a great bill. It was a magistrate bill. But, it's, we'll but, he, about but he, uh, he was carrying, he was voted on the, the primary seatbelt bill mm -hmm. and as a former state trooper who mm -hmm. was involved in an accident mm -hmm. which significantly mm -hmm. injured him mm -hmm. he had a passion for this mm -hmm. but his constituents had contacted him and said we don't like this bill mm -hmm. and he stood up on the house floor to his credit and said I am changing my vote from committee because we were on transportation committee together mm -hmm. I was for the bill but I not here I wasn't elected by me I was elected mm -hmm. by my constituents mm -hmm. my constituents don't want this bill mm -hmm. but I don't want to let you know that I'm voting against this bill mm -hmm having voted for it in committee. Mm -hmm. But he made it known publicly mm -hmm. that he was changing his vote mm -hmm. because of his constituents. And that makes, that has always stuck with And that me. makes so much sense. I mean, literally, I've had that vote a couple of times this session where I'm supposed to be uh, in voting with the, with the party or something on this thing, but my constituents want this thing to happen. You know, there's a big thing about facial recognition technology, mm. and my constituents want it. I mean, people think, well, they say that it's discriminatory against African Americans and black and brown people, and we shouldn't do it. But my constituents are like, look, whatever it takes, we need well, to deter. Well, let's explain the bill and explain the issue. Well, the issue is around facial recognition technology and the use of it. Right now, okay. the state police use it. Uh, if you have a driver's license in Virginia, it's a mm -hmm. smart ID. They use your facial recognition and biometrics. You go to the airport. They don't give you, a, you don't need your boarding pass anymore. You just take your driver's license and they slide it through and all of your information is tied to that driver's license. Mm -hmm. So when you slide that driver's license through at TSA, mm -hmm. that's it. And you, you go, you use your boarding pass right, to get right, on the right. plane, but you, so they're already using facial recognition technology and biometrics. You go to the airport. It's widely used. It's widely used. I mean, it's on your phone. You open, it's on your phone, you with your face, your whatever. Like, right, right. Yeah, okay, so so it's widely used. They're capturing the imagery. They're storing those images. It's already used. The problem is we don't have any guardrails, none, zero. Uh, we banned it a couple of years ago. Uh, the original bill didn't want to ban it. It just wanted to let localities know that it was being used because there was a story that came out that it was being used, but the locality didn't even know it. Um, and some law enforcement had been able to use it. And so there was a bill that came out, uh, Delegate Aird introduced the bill just to say, hey, public notice before you use it. Uh, got over to the Senate, and they, they and I think a senator put a, a, uh, another, added another section to it that said, no, it's banned. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was so facial recognition technology was literally banned, but the state police were still using it, which is it legal or is it not legal? So now we just kind of we were in this weird space, and so now we needed to put some guardrails in place. Sure. Um, we put a study to make sure that it's being tracked, to make sure it's not being abused. We put a misdemeanor offense in there for it to be uh, if it's used or, or or misused or abused by someone who's working in the industry or within the state police or within a police department, a local police department, mm -hmm. or a campus police department. They use it to try to, you know, see if their wife is cheating or girlfriend, you know what I mean? Right, they right, use right, it for right. some other undetermined purpose we put in that it can't be used at all okay. for a search warrant. It can't be used. So you think the bill's in a good place? I think the bill's in a good place, uh, and I think it, and it, and it has a sunset clause, which means we'd have to vote for it again in a few years. If we don't like it, it'll never come back. It's dead. Well, it's so, going to be tough to unwind facial recognition technology it, once, you, once you legalize it. It's, 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 it's all 
it's, it's already being used. Right. You know, so the issue is, do we want the private sector only to continue to use it with, without any guardrails, right. or do we want to try to put some guardrails in and, and kind of manage it? And if the federal government decides they want to ban it, or right. they want to add some other restrictions, they sure, can. Sure. Okay. And, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think the feds haven't spoken on the issue yet. They're still doing it. There are a lot of folks on both sides of the aisle that feel one way or the other about privacy being invaded. You know, this is our fingerprint yeah. that they can get at any time. Yeah. And so I think that's a conversation that needs to be had. But, you know, mm -hmm. I had constituents like, look, we got, you know, our kids not safe out here. We need some stuff for, you know, there are people walking around here indiscriminately. They're posting their photos with guns on Instagram, Facebook. Oh. Police are not doing anything. Okay. We need to be able to help solve okay. these, there, these we're crimes. We're getting some of the actual applications and so, of this and thing. So that's, so and from a safety standpoint, from, your constituents from, want it. The, from the, just public safety. And I know, okay. and, and that's the whole thing, you know, this fear that drives us into some bad decisions around giving up privacy. And so that, sure. was, the, that was the balance, but the people that were, were the most vocal, which is, you know, how it is, <laughs> the vocal. And your district they, is where? It's in Portsmouth. Portsmouth. It's an African American majority, African American and they community. Want the people that I was dealing, that I was hearing from, they wanted it. Okay. And if they had not, I would have, because I asked, you know, I asked those decision makers, I talked to my chief of police, I talked to members of my school board, okay. I talked to members of my city council. Okay. And, uh, so you listen to your constituents. I listen to my constituents of my community, and if they if they're wrong or we're wrong, then hopefully we'll be able to fix it. And if it sunsets or okay. you know you know you know how this game goes, uh, right. you know when it gets ready to sunset, there'll be somebody introducing a bill to remove that clause or exactly. extend it or whatever. So we'll see. That's why we have so many bills. But we'll have a lot of studies, you know, in between that time. Okay, I know we're short on time. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a busy time of year. Mm -hmm. It's conference week. We got budget mm -hmm. negotiations to go on. Let's do a little, let's little chop it up a little bit on who Don Scott is and what do you like, so people get to know you a little bit better. We talked about baseball. Uh, who are your favorite baseball teams? Houston Astros. Astros. I know they're gonna be mad at me. I know this wow. whole cheat thing, you know, from back in the, you know, they the garbage can. I grew up in Houston and that Jasper, uh, Jasper, Texas. They're winning now. They, yeah. I think this yeah. year was legitimate. I went to the World Series. Went to Game One. Oh really? Oh yeah. Five rows behind first base. Really? It was fantastic. We'll wow. talk. We'll talk offline. Wow. Uh, Oilers fan to Tennessee Titans? No, 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 no. Dallas Cowboys fan. <sighs> grew up and grew up there, but you know the Oilers were very Atrocious. sorry when I was when I was a kid, and all we saw on TV were the Cowboys. Of course. So I was a diehard Cowboys fan, season ticket holder to this day. Over really? Twenty year season ticket holder. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't have I don't have only person that loves me is Jerry Jones. I give him money <laughs> um, every July. He gets a he gets that, a big check. What about uh, college football? Do you follow me? I'm an Aggie. Okay. I'm a Texas A&M, so I'm giggling, giggling, baby. I'm a giggling. Texas A&M. Right, I went to A&M uh, undergrad. I went to LSU Law School, so okay. two SEC schools. So uh, when if the Aggies are out, I root for LSU. Okay. But, well, that's uh, that's legit. But I'm, but I'm an Aggie, and they play each other, so you know I have to root for the Aggies okay. always. Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's that's great stuff there. Yeah. Um, now, uh, favorite books? Wow. So um, give me a couple. I got. Um, funny you say this. I was just reading this book called The, the, uh, the Half Was Never Told. It's a story around slavery and capitalism. Mm. Uh, it has some, I've read, you know, read the book and then I went back and read some critiques where they say some of the facts because it talks about how cotton sure. and slavery and mm. the, but the driver of slavery was not so much what we want to believe about it as race, which was it was. Mm -hmm. That was the undergirding but it was also financial. It was money. It was, it was financial economic exploitation, economic labor. labor. That's it. And so, I mean, that's the biggest part of it. And it talks about how all of the institutions, banking, industry, all benefited from slavery mm -hmm. to this day. Mm -hmm. And those uh, advantages, those starts, those fixed costs that you could manage 
Mm -hmm. Like imagine you getting free labor forever, you mm -hmm. know, for 150 years. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. So he. Well, I would love so, to talk to you yeah. more about that because yeah. I find it a fascinating yeah. subject, especially so, the mechanization of our yeah. of our the, industry the and, and, and how that, that how yeah. that reduced the need, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dependence on yeah. that labor. I'd yeah. love to I'd love yeah. to really chop that yeah. with you yeah. some other time. Yeah. So it's a uh, good I know book. Never pressed um, on time. Favorite TV shows? Oh man, you're gonna ask me. Uh, I I can't think of off the top of my head. I was just uh, anything fresh. What's my favorite show? Well, as a kid, I love Sanford and Son. Seven Cliff <laughs> You know, Sanford Seven and Son. And right now, I've been watching uh, Ozark on Net Netflix. Oh, you like that oh, one? Oh, man, I like okay. Netflix. I like Better Call Saul okay. on Netflix, stuff like that. So, okay. Favorite yeah. movies? We'll wrap it up with My that. favorite movie of all time, The Godfather, the original. The Godfather. Okay. Yeah, it's just so many. Best line from Godfather 1. What's your favorite? Best line from Godfather 1, uh, we'll make him an offer he can't refuse. There you go. That was quick. On top, <laughs> on top of the tongue, no less. The legislator said, make him an offer he can't refuse, says Delegate Don Scott. Thanks for joining us on a Thank shortened you. edition of the VIP podcast, our brand new VIP, Delegate Don Scott of Portsmouth, who has to go about his duties here at the General Assembly. I'm Chris Saxman on the VIP podcast, available to you on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Please subscribe, like, and share, and we'll see you next time.